so good to be here today. I can't tell you, you guys really just set the bar today with worship. I feel like we could go home in a few minutes and just have probably one of the best Sundays we've had in a long time. Whether or not you're a football fan, right? Preseason, who cares? <laughs> they played the third string and they don't play very hard, but hey, it is, it is what it is. Um, let, let's pray. Father, your word is amazing. Your people are amazing. I pray that for the remainder of our time together that the Holy Spirit would teach us. Enlighten your word to our lives, God, that it would transform us. Your word is not made to come back void, but it goes out and it accomplishes that what it was set forth to do. So, Lord, today, just anoint me one time today, just this morning right now, and uh, just bring the anointing of God and allow me to teach from your word. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You know, last week I told everybody we were going to preach grace, grace, and God changed his mind. Actually, there were a lot of things in play that, that kind of made that, um, that mission not as possible. But did you get a chance to see the sign out there, Dave? Did you pop that up there? So, uh, we still have to connect the power to it. That's a lot of trenching. And so we're getting, uh, we have an electrician because it has to all be done permitted. You know what I'm saying? We do it the right way. And uh, then we want to do some landscaping around there to beautify it. But, hey, pray protection over that, that that the taggers would have respect, and for the most part, you know, they do. I've, uh, you know, for the most part, they do. There, don't, don't get me wrong, there are some knuckleheads that will want to put their mark on that, but we'll just pray that, you know, God would send a minion to, no, I'm just kidding, to get them. No, no, God will protect that. I, you know, there was a lot of talk before we did it. What about taggers? You know, what about God? God is able, amen? He is able. Uh, I, I do believe that next week we will be talking about uh, the capstone, we will be, I will be preaching the sermon out of grace, grace. I've kind of started reworking on it and, and, and retweaking that a little bit according to where we, at, we are and, and, and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak into that. Uh, but he's not going to allow me to speak that today, which is okay, because don't you want him to be in charge? I, I know I do too. And we have a lifetime together. So, um, so next week, we'll, 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 we're going to go out there. We're going we're gonna to shout grace, grace at that sign. And, 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 and you'll understand why. There's some new people who are like, what are you talking about? Well, you won't know till next week because I don't have time to, to explain myself today. Amen? Uh, tune in next week, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be doing that. But I, I heard a story about three preachers who, who were out fishing on a boat, and, and, and they, just, you know, they just began to talk. And, and one of them, and they, so they said, hey, let's all confess something that we struggle with. And so... So one of them said to the other one, you know, I, I have a problem with drinking. I like to take to the bottle sometimes, and, and uh, so that, that's, my, that's my struggle. And another one looked at him and they said, you know, I like to gamble. Sometimes I, I like to slip away to the casino and try my luck, you know, try to build the church, hallelujah. Um, and, and, and the other one was kind of quiet, so they looked at him and, and they said, what, what is it that you do? What, what is your secret sin? And he said, well... Um, I like to gossip, and I can't wait to get back to the shore. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? You know, so, uh, you know, today's topic, I'm going to speak on an area that a lot of churches want to avoid. But I don't know about you, but I, I want to know the truth. And I want to be taught the truth. And I think that Grapevine is a, is a church family that says, you know what? 
show me something that I may not already know or remind me of something that I know because can I just say this early on? I believe that every church struggles in the area of gossip. Every church I've ever been to and every church you'll ever attend is going to have an issue with gossip. And according to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, the Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And in James, it goes on to say that the, the Bible says that the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. And in verse 8, he, he goes on to say that the tongue is full of deadly poison. So I'm really, I, I'm not going to just talk about the sin of gossip. I want to talk about the sins of the tongue. Because the tongue is wicked, family. How many times have you gotten in trouble over your mouth? <laughs> Some of you are like, I don't have enough fingers and toes. I'm not, I got in trouble a lot of times over that one. Some of you are going like this to me. I'm like... 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. Okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But, but the, 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 the New Testament has two interesting Greek words, and they're in your handout there because I can't pronounce Greek. You know that. You've been here long enough to know that I can't pronounce this stuff, so I thought I'll write it out and I'll give you the definition. Uh, these two words regard the sin of the tongue. And the first word there is katilio. And I think I said that one okay. And, and that word means slum, slander, right? Slander, the definition of slander is to speak against someone, to incriminate, or to criticize someone. Now, James chapter 4 says it like this. Do not speak evil of one another. This is verses 11 and 12, if you'd like to highlight this in your Bible. Do not speak evil of one another, brethren. He who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who was able to save and to destroy, who are you to judge another? The second Greek word that I want to share with you about the sins of tongue is, yeah, you, you, I, I worked on this at home. Can I have a bottle of water, please? No. And it, and it, there's one down there I've been drinking on. And it, it means gossip. Okay, that word means gossip. And, and in the King James and the definition, when you're reading the Word of God and you see the words talebearer or whisperers, that, that is what it is referring to, the sin of gossip. Look at Romans chapter 1 here. Being filled with all unrighteousness. So, so, so Paul is talking about people who are ungodly. Okay? And they're filled with unrighteousness. They are, they are sexual immorality and wickedness and covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-minded. They are whisperers. They are gossipers. They're backbiters. They're haters of God. They're violent. They're proud. They're boasters. They're inventors of evil things. And I tell you that, that when we gossip, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, when, when we start using our tongue to spread rumors and, and gossip, it, 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 it does that. It, it, it's an inventor of evil things. Have you ever been in one of those little exercises in a, in a team meeting or a staff meeting and you whisper in somebody's ear, and by the time it gets around, the, the story is completely different than than, than, than what the first person whispered in the other person's ear. It's, be, it's because we, we, we only hear in part. We only understand in part. The Holy Spirit is the one who understands all things. Uh, so let me, let me pick this back up. Let's, let's go back to uh, 
are we at? Let's start at verse 30. Backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of what? Death. Not only do the same, but also approve of those things who practice them. Listen, one commentator said this. The basis for God's wrath against the Gentiles, and that's who we're talking about in this portion of Scripture, is that although they knew God and claimed to be wise, they neither glorified Him nor gave Him thanks. But instead, they became futile in their thinking, darkened in their foolish heart, and exchanged the glory of God for idolatry. And and when we entertain and we enter into this, this thing of gossip, uh, that's what we're doing. We are entering into idolatry, and we're putting aside the, the things for the glory of God. This verse is saying that if you're a gossip, you're deserving of death. But it's going on, it's going beyond that. It's saying not only are you deserving of death, but those that you are participating in it with, those that you are bringing into the conversation, you are putting judgment upon them as well. They are deserving of death as well, because if one gossip, it takes two to gossip, family. You can gossip in the mirror all day long. It's not gossip, okay? That's just you having a bad attitude about something or somebody, amen? And you've got to tell somebody, thank God you're just telling yourself, right? Let me t- share you a little bit. I want to teach you a little bit today. I- I'm not yelling this sermon because I don't want anyone to feel like I'm at. I want to I cut it off before it becomes a problem. Trust me, I've heard of the gossip. There's gossip in, the, in this church, right? Come on. Can we just... Can we just admit that there's gossip at Grapevine? The first step to, to, to repentance and, and, and cleaning up is just to admit, hey, there's a problem. We have a tendency sometimes to get involved and caught up in these things. The gossip wasn't always a bad thing. The history of gossip, it, it comes from this Anglo-Saxon word for God and sibling, meaning akin to God which referred to someone who was spiritually linked with another by giving a name to the other sponsor at his or her baptism. So that was gossip. So we baptized four people this last Wednesday on a Wednesday night. <laughs> Heidi was one of them. There's Ed. Ed was one, another one. Mike, who's, who's back in Victorville, was another. And then we baptized uh, Hannah, 10-year-old Hannah. That was incredible. So back in the, old, in, the, in the old times, gossip was, me. okay, I'm going to go to Hannah. I'm going to give her a new name, maybe a prophetic name. Have you ever noticed how the Bible gives a lot of names? Saul became Paul, right? And, and so in the, in the Old Testament, in the old times, gossip had this great meaning to it. It meant something good. It meant like, hey, you know what? You're going to get baptized. I want to give you this new name. Gradually, it began to, to, to take on another meaning. It, it began to be, talk about talking about another person in the same community, but not in a negative sense. It still, at that point, was a healthy form of conversation. Man, Mike's not here, but man, that guy could worship the Lord. He could play the guitar. He's got a beautiful voice. You know, listen, fam, that's not gossip. That's, that's building somebody up. That's, that's esteeming somebody, and, and we all need to do that. And, and you guys are good at that, too. I hear a lot of great conversations around, and that's not gossip. That's healthy. Yeah, man, that dude is so awesome. That guy serves at the food bank all the time. He just gives them himself, never asking for anything. Those are good things. That's not gossip. And, that, and that's the original form of gossip. But it, it began to take on this harsh meaning. Now it means taking an unwarranted interest in people's affairs, 
often by passing on unfavorable information about them. That's what gossip is. The only difference between gossip and slander is one of degrees. And let me explain it to you like this, okay? I'm simple-minded, okay? I start getting in the Greek, and I'm like, whoa, that's cool. But when I boil it down to Ronisms, here's, here's, how, here, here's how it is. Say you want to kill somebody, Daryl. You don't want to, do you? No, not today. Not today so far, right? We're doing good today. So you take a machine gun, Dave, and you walk right up, and you blah, blow them away, right? That's slander. Gossip is you take a rifle with a scope and a silencer and you hide behind something and you pick them out from really far away and you pull the trigger. That's the difference between slander and gossip. Get it? I would much rather you slander me. I would much rather you get in my face and say, I don't like your jokes, Pastor Ron. Your hair stands up too high. It's too gray. You're too good looking to be in this church. You know, just all the truthful things, right? <laughs> I'd rather you walk up with a machine gun and just put it in my face so I can at least kiss you on the forehead before you pull the trigger. Then to take a scope and a rifle and to point me out out of a dark room hiding behind a bush. You know what I mean? And I know, and listen... Listen, if this was coming as a rebuke, it would be sounding like one. This is coming as, as a warning and, and as an encouragement. Family, let's not get caught up in that. Recognize, if you're involved in some conversation, recognize it. Recognize that, you know what, Pastor Ron's right, and the, and the enemy is a liar, and I, you know what, I'm not going to participate in that. We, we get reeled in. Come on, somebody. No, nobody here is in trouble. If you were in trouble, I wouldn't be doing this this way. I'd pull you inside and say, hey, I'm upset with you. We, we had some people come into their office the other day, and, and they had a, a, a genuine concern about something. And, and, and it, it wasn't like they all spoke together, and then they decided to come to us. No, it just happened that there, it just kind of God formed this group of people that came to us. And I looked at them, and I, at the end of the meeting, and there was great healing that took place. And I said, I am so proud of you guys for not trying to handle this on your own, not trying to go to somebody else who doesn't have the information. When we go to other people that don't have the information, we're not getting the information. We're, we're, we're just trying to build a case. And, and our scripture said earlier, you're not the judge. You're not even the jury. Come on, somebody. Can I get a witness? God is the judge, and guess who the jury is? Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and he ain't asked nobody else. So slander and gossip, they're basically the same thing. And, and gossip is a problem in every church I've ever been to. It's just people talk. And, and can I tell you, a lot of times it's under the guise that I just want to help. Sometimes we just want to know because we think we can help, and it's not your business to know. Gossip is a problem. Why? Because people, people like to gossip. Pitch yourself. Pitch yourself. Go, go ahead. Hurts a little bit, huh? You know why? Because you're still a person. You're still flesh. I didn't say pinch somebody else, Don. Everybody pinch Don. No, I'm kidding. I <laughs> uh, know. I'm sorry, Don. Okay. 
Gossip is a, a weapon the enemy uses to divide a church. I've seen church splits over it. I've seen churches begin to stop growing because of it. Now, we, we are up and to the right. If you're a graph guy like me, we're up and to the right, meaning we're growing. God is doing something at Great Line. Look, look at these chairs. They weren't this full two months ago. On, and they'll be, they'll be full again next service. And, and, and we're already talking as a team, where do we add a third service without killing everybody? Well, where are we going to do that? And that's all good. But this is one sin that Satan will use to stop growth. He will if we allow him. So, so let's be encouraged today by the word of God. I'm, I, I'm grateful that God is bringing this forward before we go out there and shout grace, grace. Because once we shout that capstone, as we remember, Zerubbabel, man, all the resources started flooding in. Uh, you know, let's get ready for that. Let's get our hearts ready. Gossip is a natural desire of our flesh, and, it, and it's a wound that runs deep. I want to read Proverbs chapter 26, verse 22. Chapter 26, verse 22. Out of the King James Version, this word says, The words of a talebearer are, 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 excuse me, the words of a talebearer are as wounds. They go down, I can't read, into the innermost parts of the belly. Look at the New King James translation. I'm going to read this verse to you four times. The words of the talebearer are like tasty trifles. They go down into the innermost body. Listen, we're talking about sin. This stuff goes deep. We're talking about gossip. It goes deep into the innermost parts of the belly. Look at the NIV. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to a man's innermost parts. Here's the message. Listening to gossip is like eating cheap candy. Do you want that junk in your belly? Some of you say, yeah, I like cheap candy. Cheap candy don't hurt you as much in the gut as, as gossip do. The words of gossip bring forth seeds of conflict. They, they cause division. They, they tear down rather than build up. Don't you want to be a builder? I, I want to be a builder. Amen. They, they bring reproach to the name of Jesus. They go down into deep into the person's soul. I love Proverbs chapter 26, verse 20. It says, where there's no wood, the fire goes out. And where there's no talebearer, strife ceases. Wow. So if there's no gossip, there's no strife. Wow. That's a healthy church. That's a church I want to be a member of. That's a church that I want to go and find Jesus. That's a church that's filled with love the minute you hit the door. Can I tell you, visitors feel if there's, if there's strife amongst the family the minute they walk onto the property. And, and again, I say this is not a rebuke because we have been told multiple times in the, in the, in the, recent, in the recent past of how loving they, people have been received. If you're new to Grapevine last month and a half, two months or something, have you been received well here? If you have, just re- raise your hand. If, thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's important. That's important. That's important. That means so much to me. Gossip has never solved any problem. I I can't think of a time that gossip ever fixed anything. It's destructive and it spreads quickly, like a a wildfire, like California and Washington. Man, we drove over to Bakersfield uh, on Saturday or Friday to do a funeral yesterday. It's smoke-filled. They're not even close to the fires, but that's what gossip is. It, It fills the whole anointing with smoke. Pokes it out. We can't give place to, go- to gossip. We've got to snuff it out quickly. 
Leviticus chapter 19, verse 16, it says, You shall not go about as a talebearer among your people, nor shall you take a stand against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. Look at this. This is a command. God knew that gossip was a destructive force. He knew that, 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 that listen, we're not under the law any long, longer, but we can learn a principle from this. He knew that it, it had the power to destroy to tear things down, and it endangers everyone around us. We think, oh, that's not hurting anybody. Oh, my gosh, that's such a, such a lie from the enemy, amen? I'm getting to a principle here in a minute that I, I really believe is going to help you. Proverbs 11, 11 through 13, it says, By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. He who is devoid of wisdom despises his neighbor, but a man of understanding holds his peace. Peace. A, a talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is a faithful spirit conceals a matter. Here, here's, here's, here's something that I believe strongly. That if you are, you, if you are made aware of a situation about a person or, a, or, a, or an instance going on in a church, the only reason the Holy Spirit enlightened you of that is so that you could pray about it. And if it bothers you to the point that, that you need to talk about it, you need to go to the person that it's concerning or to the people that it could, that it could, uh, that could help solve the situation. You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about in just a second. Is this okay? You guys are really quiet, and I know I'm not yelling at you today. It's one of those subjects that I would just as soon avoid. I like to preach the, the funny, happy, the hap, the funny, happy stuff. You know what I mean? We've got to take the truth, the whole counsel of God. Some things are meant to be left in secret be, between brothers and sisters. Listen, if we're not looking out for our neighbor's best interest, the Bible says we lack wisdom. Or we just don't care. We talked about apathy the other day, a couple weeks ago. I'd rather you hate me than be apathetic towards me. I'd rather you care enough to blast me with a machine gun than to be so apathetic towards my needs and, 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 and my walk with the Lord that you would just run around and tell everybody about my sin or about what you suppose my sin is. You assume. <laughs> you know what assume means, right? I can't say it because we're in church, right? I can't say it. No, I can't, I can't say that. I think everybody knows what I'm talking about, though. So when is it gossip and when is it not? Because that's really the question. That, that line is kind of hard because it's, it's, we do care, right? Who cares about other people in this room? And there's three or four of you I'm going to talk to after church because you're not raising your hand. No, I'm kidding. We care. That's why we're in church. God gave us a new heart. A regenerated heart, which means we actually care. We have the heart of Jesus now, and Jesus obviously cared, right? He went to the cross because he cared that much. And so when is it gossip and when is it not? I don't care what you think about Rick Warren. I've got my own opinion about him, but I'm not going to stand here and gossip about it. But there is something that he said that I really like. He said, when we are talking about a situation or somebody who is neither part of the problem nor part of the solution, then we're probably gossiping. Okay, so I want to share an acronym with you. This is how we're going to close. Yeah, see, I told you I was going to keep it short today. I knew we had a lot going on. I didn't know worship was going to just be out of the box. I, I, I did assume that, though, because <laughs> it's supposed to be, amen? 
because you guys love Jesus. That's awesome. But I call this the think principle. And you know what? There's not too often I preach uh, a message that I've preached in the past, but this principle to me is life-changing. And I have, I've had people even recently, Carrie said, uh, there, somebody put this principle on Facebook. They stole it from me, by the way. I was the originator of this. Maybe, I think. I didn't have my name on it. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> but this person who was in our first church, who we haven't talked to in like 10 years or, you know, had a relationship with like that, messaged Carrie and said, oh, I thought of Pastor Ron and this principle. Because if you, if you get this principle in your heart, and I t- I'll tell you what, take that bulletin. If this, if this speaks to you, if this, if this helps you, if this gives you some framework to keep you from entering into gossip, that's handy. That's a, that's a that's a piece of that's a piece of uh, of equipment that you can use. That's a tool to put in your toolbox. Okay, so I call it the think principle. T. Is it true? Before you enter into a conversation about somebody or some or something, is it true? Do you have enough facts to speak about the subject matter? Listen, I want to quantify this before we go any farther. Before you speak, all five of these principles need to be in play. Not to, well, that's true. I'm going to talk about it. No, we have, to, we have to take into consideration. There is more. Is it helpful? Is what you're about to say going to help the situation? Is what you have to contribute going to bring healing and life to the situation? Or is it just, I need to know more? Okay. Number three, is it inspirational? How many Holy Spirit-filled people do we have in here? All right. Are you, if, you, if Jesus is in your life, listen, you're Holy Spirit-filled, okay? Were you led of the Lord to this conversation? Or is it of the flesh? Is God causing you to get involved in this because you can make a contribution to healing of it? Is it inspired of the Holy Spirit? I'm not saying it was the bean burrito you ate. (laughs) I feel it right here, Pastor. No. No. Take a laxative and come back later, okay? (laughs) I don't. Chillax, all right? Chillax, right? Is it needed? Is this conversation you're even about to get into, is it even needed? Is it necessary? Again, always under the pretense or under the, the, the banner of, is it going to provide life and healing to the situation? And lastly, is it kind? Man, I'm going to be strong right here. If you don't have nothing nice to say, then shut up, right? <laughs> then, 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 then zip it. Try the spiritual discipline of zipping your lips. Amen? We all have to get good at that. We all have to know when to hold them and know when to fold them, right? (laughs) Know when to put up and know when to shut up. Is it kind? If what you're about to say, is it kind? Is it life building again? Mike plays a mean guitar. I don't like the color of it. I love the color of your guitar. But but that's the difference, right? Oh, yeah. And And then there's like... Sometimes he plays that one that has too many strings on it. Do you have a seven string? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you, but you, you see what I'm saying. There's a difference. When it, when it moves from building up and esteeming, and, and, and listen, Mike is never going to put himself in the spotlight, but I will. 
That's my job, to esteem others higher than myself. Not because I think he, he's, he, he's some idol, but I know he's a man called a God, amen? So why would I want to tear that down? He, he doesn't know what's going on when he walks in the room, but I'll tell you what, the atmosphere will tell you something, amen? Believers who continually gossip are carnal Christians. I don't want to be a carnal Christian. I want to be a committed Christian. They, carnal Christians are people who tear down rather than build up. You've got to guard yourself against carnality. You've got to guard yourself against these sins. I'm, I'm closing with this. Listen, you might want to write one or two of these down if you can, if there's space in there. Somebody owes me a pizza. I hear the phone. I hear the phone. I hear the phone. Committed Christians always put others before themselves. Committed Christians are always in a state of self-examination. That's all I'm asking of you. I have not, if, if this was, like I said, if this message were for a particular group of people or an individual, I would have this conversation with you in my office. This is a warning to the body of Christ that, hey, let's be on guard against this as we grow. Because I know this to be one of Satan's number one tools. Amen? The only reason we're preaching that is to, is to, is to cut him off at the pass. Committed Christians are diligent, not disobedient to God's word. Have I shared God's word with you today? Trust me, there are hundreds, literally hundreds more scripture that, that concern the sin of the tongue that I could have brought to you today. If you need more, I'll give you more. Committed Christians are disciples of Jesus, not destroyers of the body. Committed Christians condemn others, commend others on what they do that is right, not criticize them for what they do wrong. It's quiet in here. Committed Christians have a river of joy rather than a stagnant pool of judgment. Committed Christians are always looking for the best instead of expecting the worst. Man. Mm. Committed Christians encourage others to greatness rather than condemn them to insignificance. Esteeming others higher than ourselves. Committed Christians are developers of people, not destroyers. Committed Christians love people into conviction rather than beat them into condemnation. And finally, committed Christians feel free people from their sin instead of putting them into more bondage. So my question today in closing, will you be committed or will you be a carnal Christian? And if you would say, you know what, Pastor, I will be a committed Christian, I want you to stand to your feet. It's kind of a loaded question, huh? If you don't stand, that's not good. <laughs> But it's really not loaded because I know my family here at Grapevine, and I believe that we all wanted to be committed Christians. So let me just pray over you before we go. Father, we come in agreement against this sin. I saw at least 95% agreement when we, we talked about how this sin is, is very real in other churches and even here at Grapevine at times. So, Lord, we commit this to you, Lord. We ask you to help bridle our tongues. We ask you to help us to remember this principle. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspirational? Is it needed? Is it kind? 
before we ever get involved in a conversation. Help us to, to use the Matthew principles that if, if a brother is wronged us, that we go to them. And if they won't receive us, then we get a pastor, we get another brother or another sister involved, and, and then we go to them and we try to reconcile. Help us to be the kind of Christians, the committed Christians that will build up people rather than tear them down. To always look for the best in others. Because Jesus, when we were yet sinners, you looked for the good in us, and it was enough to send you to the cross for our sins. Thank you, Jesus, that today we can walk out of this place knowing and understanding and believing, God, that we can be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That, Lord, if this has been an area of our life that we have slipped into, that we can be free of that. Lord, that we don't have, we can turn the corner. It's not, it's not this bondage that we're held to, Lord. And we bind up Satan in the name of Jesus right now. And if everybody is in agreement with that, would you just say amen with me? Amen. 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 God bless.